Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Keep the Faith by Anna Tejano Chapter 21 There were things that I knew to be true right before I left for mission again. One, I couldn't hang out with Rain and Maya as much as I used to. I thought I could, but when we planned for my farewell dinner on Saturday, the thought of being in Rain's place gave me this incredible sense of dread. I had too many memories with James there, especially in the past year when Rain had welcomed more of her cousins into her home, so we held our dinner at Maya's place instead. Alex even made a brief appearance. Seeing him twice in such a short time made it a record-breaking week for me. 2. My sister was right. If I wanted to truly move on, it wouldn't be healthy if I had constant contact with the things and people who reminded me of the past. Just as I started with removing online ties, I needed to do it offline too. That included my friends, unfortunately. Rain didn't show it, but I could feel that she had been extra cautious around me, and I felt bad that she had to do that. I must accept that we shared this connection, but it was going to take time before I got used to it again. It was the same with Maya, but to a lesser degree. She wasn't related to James, but she was friends with him too. I knew without a doubt that she was on my side and she would always pick me, but I didn't want to make her choose. I needed some breathing room, and it seemed like they needed it too. For now, I needed to take care of myself. This didn't mean that our friendship had to end, it just needed a little bit of space for now. 3. The Phase 2 Iloilo mission was the best thing that was going to happen to me at the moment. Like what I told Nico, it was my second fresh start, and I didn't want to waste it. I already knew that from my first time there, but this time, I wanted to do it right. One thing so terrible about a relationship ending is you end up with having so much love left in your heart and no one to receive it. But that wasn't completely true, because the world could always use more love, and James leaving me meant that I had more love to give to the community in Iloilo. I'm going to miss you the most out of all the summer missionaries, Sir Tony told me before I left on Friday, my last day at the HQ. He handed me a little prayer booklet and a rosary, then pulled me into a fatherly hug. I know you'll do a great job there. Let the mission help you as much as you help them, okay? 4. My reconciliation with Nico was one bright spot in my life, and I was really glad that we were okay. Sort of. We didn't have much time to get back into the groove of things because there was only one workday left. But he had visited at home once, with Lucy, to say goodbye. My entire family liked him, especially my mom, which was a bit strange because he didn't seem like the person that my mom would like for me, but it was also nice. I had put him on the list of the people I really shouldn't hang out with as much to protect my heart, and he respected that. It was a little too early to tell what was going to happen to us, but I didn't want to worry about that yet. 5. My mom loved me. This should have been obvious, but our arguments in the past years somehow made me doubt and question it sometimes. There wasn't any dramatic mother-daughter moment that transpired in the past days. 
She was still the same, but I had a glimpse beyond her tough, corporate big-shot exterior and saw that she was simply taking care of me the best way she knew how. I may not always agree with her, but her intentions were always in the right place. I just had to remind myself of that. On my last Wednesday in Manila, Mommy called and told me that she and Daddy were a few minutes away from the HQ to meet me for dinner. As always, she didn't call ahead of time. They just arrived without a warning. There were what felt like a hundred things on my to-do list that night, and I had been planning to stay in the HQ to finish them, but I decided to meet them anyway. To my surprise, Mommy spent the entire dinner time asking about what I did at work. There was a time she went a little technical when she asked me about how we did things, and I could imagine the little cogs in her head turning when she threw around words like processes and efficiency and key performance indicators. However, she seemed genuinely interested, and for the first time in three years, it felt as if I finally got my mom's seal of approval, career-wise. I had always taken early morning flights whenever I traveled, so I wouldn't have to deal with the traffic going to the airport. I had planned to call a cab to pick me up so I wouldn't disturb my family, but they were awake early that morning to send me off. You guys, really? I asked with a laugh as Daddy and Paul took my bags. Stop complaining, just get in the car. Ate Joy snapped, then yawned. This was too early, even for her, who started her day at 5 in the morning. It was just the Alvareses this morning, as my niece was still asleep, and my brother-in-law was watching over her while his wife sent me off. Come on, you don't want to be late, Mommy said. I climbed in the now-full car, smiling as Daddy eased the car out of the parking spot, and we headed to the airport. The ride was over quickly because we lived close. And soon, we were all out the car, and Paul was unloading my luggage from the trunk. You take care, okay? Atta Joy said, hugging me tightly. I'll miss you. I kissed her cheek. Me too. I turned to Paul, who gave me a quicker hug. Don't forget to water my plants, okay? I reminded him. He had been assigned to check on my apartment while I was gone. And don't bring anyone to my apartment. Like, I would do that, Paul said, rolling his eyes. It's like you guys don't trust me. He ducked when I reached out to ruffle his hair. I laughed, then turned to my parents. You know I love you. Daddy hugged me, strong and silent as always, then gently pushed me toward my mother. She held out a wrapped package to me. For your trip, she said simply. I opened the package carefully. Inside was a new jacket in the prettiest shade of hunter green. I pulled it out. The jacket was plain, save for the words embroidered across the back. Hebrews 11.1 1. If my sister was the recipient of all my tears and sad moments, my mother had always been the one who pushed me to move forward again and again. Tears stung my eyes as I looked at mommy, who just smiled. Then she gasped when I pulled her into a hug, and soon her arms were around me. Before I knew it, the rest of my family had joined the hug, my tears baptizing my brand new jacket. I'm proud of you, Faith, Mommy whispered before letting me go. As I regained my composure, 
I draped my jacket over my arm and pulled the handle out of my luggage. I looked at my family standing together and smiled at them one more time before I turned to leave. The thing about heartbreak, I realized, is it's not really about waiting for things to stop hurting before you start moving. A broken heart can and will heal in time, but for time to actually do its job, I needed to acknowledge what I had lost and move on. However, I knew it was going to take a while, that the road would be littered with bumps and possibly smaller heartbreaks that would punch me in the gut and make me grieve again. Even with all the truths I held in my heart, there were so many uncertainties left and so many things that I had to learn all over again on my own. I didn't know if things would turn out the way I wanted them to until I got there. For now, all I needed to do was to keep moving. Because at the end of the day, uncertainties were simply an exercise in faith. I was named Faith for a reason after all. The Romance Class Podcast is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. If you're into romance fiction, the Frolic Podcast Network includes shows that feature book club-style discussions, author interviews, comedy, critique, and fantastic conversations. We're excited to bring to the network romance by Filipino authors and recommend to you new podcasts and episodes to listen to. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city and through his passionate tour guide gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano. Text copyright Ana Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera. Season 3 of the Romance Class Podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romanceclass so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com. <laughs>